This podcast replay is brought to you by Sloman's Home Security. The first 40 Big O listeners right now, dial 1-800-ALARM-ME. We'll get this limited time offer, a free doorbell camera that connects directly to your smartphone with installation of your Sloman's Shield. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. All righty, good morning, boys and girls, and uh, welcome aboard to a Tuesday edition of the show. Today, we're uh, a little early. Normally, we do it on Wednesdays that we do Inside the Paint, but uh, Ira is traveling, so we have accommodated Ira, and Ira will, and Ira and Kurt will be on here at 9 o'clock, so we'll have a little fun. Sean Stanley, of course, is mastering the program like he does every day. Alan Pupart will stop by at 10.30. Manny Navarro will stop by at 11.30. I uh, got some stuff I want to I want to get into uh, on the program, especially I got some stuff after after the after the basketball show. Well, I want to kind of uh, push an envelope for some of you Dolphin fans out there that um i don't know if you were even thinking about this but you know we'll we will definitely you know bring it up so heat last night they lose to the nuggets 112 to 108 we told you right <laughs> yesterday when they were favored by a point and a half i'm like why are they favored what is this you know what i mean and uh, and eventually it swung before we even got off the air uh, because they, they, you know, the Tyler Hero news and all that, and then they were favored by one and a half, but still Nuggets won by four, so it was kind of easy money yesterday if you went with the Nuggets. Either way, uh, taking the points or laying the points, it didn't matter. You were going to win uh, with the Nuggets yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, Jokic put on a show. Butler was terrific. Bam was uh, was fantastic overall. Strew shot a lot, bro. Jesus Christ. He was 4 of 14 from three-point range. It's like, yeah, you got 23 points, but, dude, you shot like, I think it was 8 of 20 his overall in the box score, if I remember correctly. I, I know I wrote down here 4 of 14, but I think overall was 8 of 20. So it was like, yeah, you shot a lot. You, you, it wasn't necessarily an efficient night for Max Strews. Uh, Gabe Vincent had a nice game, too, yesterday with uh, 15 points in 34 minutes, had four assists also and a steal. But uh, unfortunately, not enough, and they uh, end up falling short. The Nuggets are a pretty good team, whether they're not 100% or whatever. Uh, you you got to deal with Jokic overall, and you know obviously it was more than enough for them to get past the heat yesterday, 112 to 108. They've got Brooklyn on Wednesday, a very winnable game now that Brooklyn is – absolutely depleted the question is how favored are they is the question that's what we will ask ourselves tomorrow and uh and then we'll find out about what kind of an investment you should make on there because the heat are making you a lot of money if you're if you're doing it the right way actually panthers got by the wild yesterday in a shootout two to one so as they scratch and claw kind of like what we've been used to as panther fans forever that you've got to make a late season charge to, just to sneak into the playoffs and all that. The 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 problem with the Panthers, you know, and then you know it's also the Heat. Are are we supposed to kind of convince ourselves that these teams are going to be different teams when they get to the playoffs? So you've shown me your colors all year long. You've been mediocre, 
and all of a sudden you're supposed to become a good team. And I think it's that bubble disease that we have that the magic of the bubble, we kind of think, well, then, hey, you, you just never know. They could just get hot at the right time. Right. And that's because last year you had an incredibly hot Panther team all year long, gobbling up points, a franchise record, best record in the league, all that stuff. They get the award for it, all that, and then it doesn't pay off at all. You get to the second round and you get bounced. You know, at least he got past the first round, which was an accomplishment for them, but you know what I'm saying? And and so now, are, are we supposed to convince ourselves that the Panthers are better suited for the playoffs and that when they get to the playoffs, if they get even if they even get in the playoffs, that all of a sudden they're going to turn it on, and the goaltending is going to be just absolutely, you know, studly, right? And then the the Heat, you've been so you know average to mediocre all year. Am I supposed to think that you're all of a sudden going to turn it on and compete with the better teams in the league? It's hard, man. It's it's really hard as a fan, and, and I'm not really good at this, at fooling myself like fans do on average of thinking your team is better than what they are. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really good at that. I'm I'm kind of a realist. It's kind of you, you show me what you are, and that's it. You know what I mean? And it's not because you've been injured all year and you're really special and you're being held back and this and that. Not not that they were really special, but if the Dolphins were healthy, I think we would have had a different season. I'm telling you, Super Bowl, but they would have made some 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 you know noise because you saw it when they were healthy. They were making noise and they could beat good teams and they could come back on good teams, even on the road and all that. So they they showed you that kind of potential. I have not seen that from the Heat at all, and I have not seen it from the Panthers for sure. Wow. The Panthers, uh, outside of Kachuk and, and Barkov, obviously, but especially Kachuk, uh, I have just have not seen it, man. I have not seen it. So it's uh, – it's it's tough to watch one thing and then convince yourselves of another, you know, unlike, let's say, great example last night. Also, University of Miami college basketball has changed clearly. Right. I mean, look, UNC ain't shit. <laughs> OK, they're not ranked. They're nothing special. A lot of the blue bloods, a lot of the powerhouses, they're not special. Now it's, you know, FAUs in the, in the rankings and UM and stuff like that. It's the stuff that we're not used to. So it's kind of turned upside down. But this is what college basketball is. So UM isn't an aberration. It's part of what basketball is now. Basketball, college basketball now, anyone can win. There's no longer, you know, feeder systems for the NBA coming through Kentucky and UNC and Duke and, and so on and so forth. Th those days are done. It's, that's just not the way the game is played anymore. Now anybody can be a top 25 team. You just got to have the right combination of veteran players, a couple of NIL 
you know, transfers and all that, but there are no real superstars anymore in, in, in college basketball. They move on right from high school to the G League. They start making their money right away. And so you, you just don't have that anymore, or they go overseas or something like that. Now college basketball, this is what it is. So you can believe that the University of Miami and FAU can actually make runs because this is what college basketball is, and they've shown you all year what they can do. In the other two sports, you know, that's what I was thinking about last night. I'm like, we're we're hoping that they go from frog to prince in hockey and in basketball, whereas in bas in college basketball, what you saw yesterday from the University of Miami is enough to make a lot of noise in college basketball because this is what college basketball is. So it's it's a shame that you know you you can have expectations for the University of Miami basketball team or FAU because this is where we're at in college basketball. But can you really have expectations for the Panthers and the Heat when they've shown you kind of the cards all year long of who they are in this environment that they're in? You know what I'm saying? So it's hard to kind of, you know, kid yourselves about what the reality is for the Panthers or the reality is for the Miami Heat. So... You can expect probably uh, better things from Larinaga and company than maybe from the pro teams when they both head to their postseasons. All right, uh, we've got Inside the Paint coming up now from 9 to 10. We'll get the boys on in a second. We got Alan Pupar joining us with our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report at 1030. Manny Navarro will join us at 1130 with our Canesware Miami Hurricanes report. We'll get the uh, latest on the coaching search, which uh, continues, and some of the other things going on with the University of Miami. Let's bring the boys aboard. Let's see what we got. There we go. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, any truth that Kurt Heelan is uh, the new trainer for Zion Williamson? <laughs> my, my hamstring already hurts, man. I just I've already pulled it this morning. Okay. All right. Well, Too much job. information, Kurt. Too much information. <laughs> your job to get him back on the court there. Pelican fans are, are counting on you there, Kurt. All right. Uh, yeah. They, uh, they may be counting on me for a few years. I got a feeling, doesn't he, isn't he going to end up one of those guys who like, wow, we got 60 games out of him this year. That's, that's a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You lower expectations, Yeah. which, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of sad, but that's probably the reality uh, of the whole thing. I think Dolphin fans were thinking of that of Teron Armstead when they signed him. Okay, well, but if you get 11, 12 games and he's there for the playoffs, I don't know if you can ask for more than that, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of uh, the case. Uh, last night, Ira, uh, the boys unfortunately fell short to the Jokic show. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Even without Jamal Murray, you know, who was out for that game, was injured. Even without Aaron Gordon, who had a real strong all-star case this year, you can see how one great player can make a difference. And and the thing I enjoy or find unique about watching Nikola Jokic's games is no one plays like him. There's nothing else like him. There's no one else who slows the game down and reads the game like he does and dictates the pace, especially on the Nuggets' offensive end. So I honestly think there were games in the NBA you say, look, 
we're not going to change our whole system for this one game. We can't. Life comes at you too fast. We have a huge game against Brooklyn on Wednesday night. So you go, you go through, you do what you can, but you re- pay your respects at the end. You can see why he's a two-time defending NBA MVP. You can see why he's going to be. It looks like right now, again, there is nothing like him. I just can't recall anything in my 35 years of doing this. Well, he, that he's looks a, like he's the younger version. He's a younger version of Arvita Sabonis. Yeah, basically, he, he is. He is, and again, we saw the Sabonis after his, you know, his, his foot and Achilles problems. So we never saw the great Sabonis in the NBA. Both big and both big and slow, but yeah, very, big, very, big very and effective. slow and efficient, and they still find a way. And you can see that right now. That that actually is a pretty good comparison. They're they're just nothing like him. I mean, and, and again, Big O, you and I talked about this as much as Bam is an All Star center and having a great year. There were times he comes out for a game and stands next to a guy. And you go, damn, he looks really small, whether he's playing against Embiid, whether he's going against Jokic. You can just see yeah. why Bam is more of a 4-5 than a pure 5 and how he gets in trouble going against the ultimate big guys. Bam only had two rebounds last night and two assists. Why? He had his hands full on defense with that guy. No doubt. Kurt, by the way, the dynamic duds are uh, 0-2 right now. Kyrie uh, and, and, yeah. and, 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 uh, and I wa- I watched – I watched a chunk of that game last night. They are they are playing next to each other, and it's not pretty on offense. And they're de- we knew their defense would be bad, but they've got to figure out the offense because right now they're – I mean, there was plays where Kyrie's running a pick and roll, and Doncic had his back to the basket and the play so he could argue with the ref. It was just ugly. And Big O, you know this because you've been around covering the Heat. That's how it was for LeBron and Dwayne at the start. Remember how they were playing either-or basketball in 2010-2011 and it was one or not the other? You know, it's it's hard for superstars to play together. Kurt, you've seen this. I yeah. mean, the whole Nets thing came and went with Durant and Harden and Kyrie, and they never got it right. You've got to really make concessions in your game, with Chris Bosh being the ultimate example of that. It takes time. It doesn't happen right away. It just doesn't click because, boom, the trading deadline is there. By the way, uh, and again, I did the Arvidas Sabotis comparison a little bit to, to Jokic. Can I just say Donkic's body is turning into, and please help me out, guys, Oklahoma State, big center. I think big was in his name. Big you think that, Greg Ostertag or Big Country Brian Reeves? Brian Reeves. Big Country Brian, Brian Reeves. Reeves. Big country, That's how old yeah. I am. Yes. His yeah. body, his body. Now, Big Country was bigger, but right. it's kind of the same like body. He's, his body's turning into a big, uh, a smaller Big Country Reeves when I watch him play. And it and it works, and you can call him fleshy and all you want, but he makes it yeah. work. They're the best team in the West for a reason. Yeah, I do. Moses Malone got old before our eyes, and for like seven years, he couldn't get off the ground more than two inches. Right. But you couldn't stop him. He'd yep. walk in and he'd grab seven. You know, he'd score seventeen and twelve like that. And you know, and he was an old man at that point. He wasn't the young, agile Rockets Moses Malone dominating yeah. your ass. He was Zach Randolph. Right, yeah, he was slower and all that, you know. So Adrian Dantley also had kind of an old man's game. Yeah, you know, th- this this has existed in the NBA forever. If you know how to use your body and all of that, you don't necessarily have to get past people with speed or overpower them. Absolutely. You, if you know, yeah, yeah, if you know how to sp- use spacing 
you will always dominate in the game. And Donkic is doing that. Then no matter how much he's gained weight, which he looks like a little little Reeves, uh, he he is still effective. It's a it really is amazing. A special player. So we'll we'll touch on that again. We'll touch on the buyout market. What's going on? Who the Heat will get or won't get? Please hit us up on the chat board. We'll follow up a little bit of trade deadline sort of what worked and hasn't worked. It's it's sort of an interesting time in the NBA right now. Big O. Everyone's getting ready for the All-Star break. They're getting ready for the second half of the season. So we'll, we'll, we'll load you up in the next hour on our RedRecover.com Inside the Paint Show. One hour of hardcore basketball, NBA, and Miami Heat talk. RedRecover.com Inside the Paint. Next.